Welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help teens and adults with autism become more independent and successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. When you're looking for a job, it can be a very frustrating experience, no matter who you are, but particularly those with autism. Sometimes you just need to get your foot in the door, and a great way to do that in terms of getting your foot in the door is through internships. And we are going to talk about that today, about developing those successful internships for those with autism with Beth Thompson. Beth has over a decade worth of experience working with young adults with autism, as well as she has her master's in social science administration from Case Western Reserve University. She is currently the program director for Milestones Autism Resources, a position that gives her the opportunity to help teens and adults with autism fulfill their potential, as well as she provides trainings throughout the community to hospitals, schools, and places of employment. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Beth, thanks for uh, joining us today. Always a pleasure to see you. So good to be here. Thanks so much, Doug. So I wanted to start, um, where does your story in the autism community start? Well, actually, my story in the autism community starts in the general disability community. So as a small child, I acquired a significant hearing loss and was legally deaf at a small age and uh, had an IEP. And my mother was a fierce advocate who worked for Rehabilitation Service Commission, now OOD, and had me at every IEP meeting starting in first grade. And I know as an adult I wouldn't be a public speaker had I not had a really fierce advocate mom. So I always want to be that adult next to other people. After I graduated from my graduate program, I took a job with a disability agency. And even though you shouldn't have favorites, all of the kids that were on the spectrum were my favorite kids to work with. And part of my responsibility in that role 
was getting uh, summer jobs for each of the, the teens with disabilities I was overseeing. And I could get jobs for the most severely physically limited students and couldn't get jobs for my kids on the spectrum, even though they were really talented. And I found an agency that I was getting education from called Milestones and asked if they would take a student that was really hard to place, and they said yes. And that was the first work experience for that student. Um, she was able to purchase her first lizard from her paycheck, and it proved to both Milestones and uh, the student that when given the right supports, anyone can really be a benefit to the agency. Yes. So I had told Milestones, anything you need from me, I'm so happy to do. And a year later, they said, why don't you come over and lead our transition to adulthood program? And I've been with Milestones for eight years now. That's, that's awesome. Now, what, what was that like being in first grade and being at, at your IEP meeting? Because those can be very intimidating. Yeah. My mother was actually a hand model, which is just a funny occupation, but she had these gorgeous long nails, and I remember her gripping the table so hard during an IEP meeting that her nail broke off and popped and hit my principal in her face. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I didn't understand how contentious it was as a young person, but knew how upset my mom was and knew that I was different and that there were things that were wrong or bad about me. And it definitely left an impression on me in terms of my identity and my development. But it taught me a lot, a lot more about IEPs. Mm -hmm. Now, currently, you're the uh, program director at Milestones Autism Resources. For those that aren't aware, can you share information about uh, all the great work that Milestones does? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. We were founded by two parents of kids on the spectrum who were just essentially tired of teaching everyone that came into contact with their kids the best ways to, to work with them. So um, we have four core services. We have our annual National Autism Conference in June every year. It's a really amazing conference. I'm sure we'll talk more about later. We have our free autism help desk, which anyone can call and ask for any resource they have. We have over a 1,000 resources vetted personally by Milestone staff. And for families that need more assistance, we have private consultation services. So a family that maybe is going through transition to adulthood or first diagnosis can get more personalized support. And then lastly, we offer a lot of trainings and consultations to public entities like businesses or museums that are trying to be more inclusive in their practices. Now we could probably talk about a million different things, yeah. but, uh, but today I wanted to talk to you about um, the internships that Milestones has yeah. given to those on the spectrum. Can you share a little bit more about those and how they came about? Yeah, so from that first student that I placed before I worked at Milestones, when I came on board I said this is, this is a really important thing to con continue and uh, the leadership agreed. So we have hosted an internal, uh, uh, an intern within Milestone's office um, every year since, sometimes multiple interns, and we always want to take students that haven't had the opportunity to work in a community-based setting. Uh, maybe they have more significant behaviors, uh, maybe more significant communication challenges. So we're really working with them in a safer environment that's autism-friendly to allow them have some kind of exposure before graduating from high school. 
Now, with our clients that have had internships, it's not so much about learning the work at the internships, learning the job, but it's more about interacting, the struggle to interact with others. How has that experience been for the interns at Milestones? Yeah, and you actually mentioned, so we actually do have internships um, in other community agencies where we support students who are not high school students and having some vocational experiences. And like you said, we're not as concerned with the hard skills that most of our clients do come with. It's the soft skill development. So while the, the product that we may be asking the intern to produce is important to the agency, what's really important to the, the student or the intern and what we focus on and at both Milestones and our other internship locations is developing those soft skills. So perhaps um, part of their daily task is initiating a, a conversation with two or more staff. As you would see on a task list for maybe someone neurotypical, they're signing in and turning in whatever project we're incorporating social skills into their daily tasks and building them up. So uh, another challenge that comes up with our clients um, is that they will get in trouble sometimes with their supervisors for rules that weren't necessarily told to them. So essentially, um, it was assumed that they knew certain things, um, but they didn't. So what advice would you give to those uh, interns in those situations? Yeah. So I would say if the intern, and unlike the Milestones internship program, other people may not have to disclose their disability. So we believe that if you haven't disclosed and you feel comfortable reporting to your HR or your supervisor, it does allow some level of protection for you to ask for accommodations for things that may not be understandable for you because of a neurological difference. So that would be the first thing. If you're comfortable with disclosing, I would say it it does offer some opportunity for communication about differences. Mm -hmm. Um, Second, I would ask for the employee handbook, and as opposed to um, like every other neurotypical person does and throw it away, take it home and sit with somebody that you trust, your partner, a counselor, a job coach, and review it and make sure that you're aware of the, the gray areas, so like a leadership ladder for an agency may be confusing for an intern on the spectrum, who they sh- should report to or who they should talk to about a problem. So having somebody go through that with you concretely and explain to you any questions that you have um, I think is really helpful. And that also allows you to know who to ask questions and when to ask questions, which I think is really important. I think every place of business I've been to appreciates interns and employees that ask clarification questions, but you just have to know when is the right time and who's the right person. And then lastly, I think that when there is a mistake made that the intern should always express regret, even if they don't believe they made a mistake or even if there was no intention of the mistake, because in the neurotypical world, um, we need to see some remorse or attempt to get better in order to feel like the person is being respectful of you know, our rules and our time. So ig- acknowledging any mistakes made, clarifying what the mistake was, and making sure you know who to ask those questions if you do have a question so you don't make the mistake again. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Now. 
I always say that I learn the most about people with autism from people with autism. <laughs> so what have your interns um, taught you throughout this process? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this question with one of my uh, staff who's on the spectrum as well. And I, I've learned that they do the job um, better than me. <laughs> um, they do the job often better than the coworkers alongside of them. They often motivate their coworkers to do better because they do not want to be shown up by somebody who they might perceive as having a disability. Um, and I've, I've also learned that my interns and my employees on the spectrum are more sensitive and more insightful um, than I think a lot of neurotypical people are and definitely um, flies in the face of people thinking people with autism have no empathy. Um, they often are keenly aware of their emotions and reactions, yeah. um, more so than, than even neurotypical folks. Um, and I guess, sadly, the other thing I've really learned is that our system hasn't prepared our youth for the, the roles they're going to take as adults um, and the supports that they need. And so I, I always say we need our own cane or we need our own ramp. We don't have this sign in the autism community that people recognize what accommodations and support supports mean. And I know I've been able to be successful because there are natural supports around us as neurotypical folk. And I think my interns have shown me, unfortunately, that they struggle due to the lack of actual supports and realistic accommodations for them. Um, and. But in saying that, they still do better than me. They still show up early. You know, they still produce work at a quicker pace. They're, they still um, are more accurate and detailed than I could ever be. Um, so I guess I've learned that I had a favorite for a reason. The students on the spectrum were my favorite because I enjoyed being around them, and they were fantastic people, and I still feel that way. <laughs> now... I wish more companies were as open as milestones to bringing on interns with autism. So for companies out there, um, what is your message to them in terms of why they should do this? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I think there are certain entities that have grabbed onto this. So there's a, a large conference in Seattle every year with a lot of tech giants like Microsoft and Google who have really been able to claim significant benefits from having autism-specific recruitment programs for their employees. And I'm hopeful that as those giant technology entities continue to show this is a, a best practice method for hiring and retaining quality employees, that other businesses will, will jump on board. Um, I think what's good for businesses to know is that it, there are many benefits to hiring people on the spectrum. Um, and the biggest thing is, besides that it's like the moral and ethically right thing to do, it actually increases your bottom line. Um, individuals on the spectrum are notoriously um, early to work and do not take off work and um, have fewer incidents of workplace accidents, are far more detailed in their reporting. The act, so a company that is hiring individuals on the spectrum really is just going to benefit in terms of their production and output because of the talents of individuals on the spectrum, let alone we do have tax breaks 
from the government to encourage companies to hire individuals with disabilities um, because we do want to see inclusive businesses and hiring practices. Now, um, talking about um, conferences, yeah. Milestones has their great, uh, you have your great uh, conference coming up yeah. in June. Yeah. Can you tell everyone a little bit more about that? Yeah, we, it's, uh, the Milestones Autism Annual Conference is in June at the IAC Center in Cleveland, Ohio, the 11th and 12th. Um, one of the interesting things about our conference is one day our keynote is a very well-known professional. This year it's Michelle Garcia Winner, who is very well known for her social skills and social communication, um, books and publications. Um, and then the second day is always a self-advocate, which I think speaks to the values of milestones. Um, and the self-advocate for this year is Haley Moss, who I know appeared on a previous episode of Autism Personal Coach. Yes. Which we're very happy to, to have her and to have that connection. So we have multiple tracks on both days for parents, professionals, and self-advocates to get education, information, and networking specific to them and what they need. And this year we have some really fun um, new exciting parts of the conference. We are going to have a housing mixer for our adults and families looking for residential options for the future um, so that they can see the housing options that are there, learn about funding sources, and possibly meet other families that are interested in, in going the same way they are. Mm -hmm. um, and we're also going to have a little more interactive sessions with self-advocates doing some, some role-playing and some theater so we have the traditional CEUs. Um, professionals can come and, and spend two days with us and get about 16 CEUs. But we also have some really nice just community um, socialization events and opportunities for self-advocates to be highlighted and shine. Theater sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, I'm really excited because in June I get the honor of co-presenting at a conference with the great Beth Thompson uh, <laughs> on a topic we're both passionate about. Yes. So can you share with our listeners what the heck we're going to be talking about? Yeah, well, great. This is our planning session then. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, of my, one of my staff, um, who's a self-advocate as well as a, a master's level social worker, and I presented a topic very briefly at another autism conference about the double rainbow. Um, which is the intersection of people who are both on the autism spectrum and identify as LGBTQUI, uh, you know, whatever variance of sexual or gender or sexual orientation or gender identity. So grateful that I have a community partner like Doug that's also, you know, deeply passionate about this and with the work that you've done in the community. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually going to, at this future conference, split up into two sessions where um, we're going to be doing a professionally-led session while two self-advocates, one of my staff, um, will be doing a complimentary session about their personal experiences as being on the double rainbow. But um, what you and I will be doing is really helping professionals think of practical ways to make their services more inclusive. So how are we structuring our social stories to have you know various people um, shown in gender identity expression, how are we making sure that the social skills that we're focusing on as professionals are really truly inclusive of all of the sexual orientations that one of our clients you know, might identify with. One of the things we know is that recent research has shown 
that there is a larger percentage of people who identify as LGBT within the ASD community um, than, than the neurotypical community. And this is an opportunity to address it. And while both Doug and I agree that self-advocates are the best way to learn, we feel like we can offer something to professionals about how to make their practices just much more inclusive mm-hmm. of people's differences. Yeah, how to be aware and support all people with autism. Right, Yeah. right. Well, I look forward to that, to that and uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Beth. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. On episode number 12 of Autism Stories, I talked with uh, Bill Fembers about the power of volunteering for those with autism, and having an internship can have those same powerful effects. I want to thank Beth for this important discussion, and we need to continue to get more people with autism involved in internships because employment statistics are showing the more likely you are to get a job than not is based on having previous internship experience. Did you know that Autism Personal Coach saves people with autism from feeling alone and being isolated? So often, teens and adults with autism struggle with anxiety and as a result don't have success in their lives. Autism Personal Coach is a unique service in that we help those with autism by working on meaningful, individualized goals in the setting in which they will be used. So their anxiety is greatly reduced and as a result they become can become much more independent and successful. To get an autism coach for yourself or a loved one, it's very easy. All you have to do is email autismpersonalcoach at yahoo.com or call 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. On next week's episode, we will talk with Molly Dan about sensory processing challenges and how they can affect people with autism in the home and the community. Talk to you then.